really have taken a liking and a focus on um, different operators, syndication teams, and trying to help them realize the value of adding smart tech to their properties. I've really been getting into the weeds with uh, different business plans. I mean, I, I talk to different banks and whatnot, seeing how smart tech plays into being able to get loans and things like that. In commercial real estate, our income is so important, right? That's how we value the property. Oftentimes, we can increase that by being more efficient. And many times, we're providing better value to our tenants, so they're willing to pay more, right? It's, it's worth more for them to stay at our property because of the improvements that we've made. Oftentimes, there's things that we don't think about, and there's so many new technologies now that are called smart, right, technologies, smart thermostats, locks. Uh, and our guest today is going to help you to think about these technologies that are available and maybe in some ways that you've not thought of before. His name is Kyle Finney. He's helped commercial real estate professionals adopt new technologies aimed at increasing business operations and staying ahead of the curve. He currently works with multifamily owners and operators to educate and assist them in leveraging smart technology for the benefit of their properties and residents. I know you're going to learn some things about technology today that possibly not even thought about implementing at your property from Kyle. Kyle, welcome to the show. I know you have some knowledge around especially tech that's going to help us as operators today in thinking through, man, well, what kind of tech is out there? What do we need to be thinking about using in our properties? And does it make sense for our type of property? Do the numbers add up to, you know, this is something that we should be thinking about. Give us a little more about yourself, Kyle. Welcome to the show. Well, I appreciate that intro. Yeah, so I work with the Rise. I'm a business development manager. Really, I've taken a liking and a focus on um, different operators, syndication teams, and trying to help them realize the value of adding smart tech to their properties. I've really been getting into the weeds with uh, different business plans. I mean, I, I talk to different banks and whatnot, seeing how smart tech plays into being able to get loans and things like that. Um, yeah, I'm excited to, to talk with you and you know, to hopefully provide some value to your listeners. Sure, no doubt. Well, I know a lot of our listeners are, they love learning about tech, but ultimately they want to be as efficient as possible. Our properties are valued by the income and any way that we can make things more efficient typically means, you know, it either costs us less in the long term or we make more because we're efficient, you know, right? And, and it's even more beneficial for our tenants, right? In so many ways when we can add tech or add efficiencies that they love, right? They are our customers, you know, in that regard. And so give us some tech, some of the benefits, some things. So let's dive in to that you know, the syndicator, the operator that's listening, and what are some things that they should be thinking about in the in the tech world that maybe they haven't applied yet or even thought of? So I love that. So really what I've seen a lot lately is, as you said, if we can save on operation costs and lower expenses anyway, then yeah, you're going to increase your income. So thermostats are a great way to do that. What is it? Smart thermostats. Okay, go ahead. Depending on what city you're in, and this doesn't apply to all, but power companies will give rebates for certain uh, smart thermostats. You can do a simple Google search, type in the power company that you're you're looking into and type smart thermostat rebate. Um, you can see what you qualify for. Some thermostats will qualify for a one-time rebate per device. It could be anywhere from 50 bucks to $200 uh, per thermostat. And then you also can qualify for an annual credit. So sometimes it'll be like 30 bucks per thermostat and that's per unit and annual. So added as a bill credit for you, you know, you're saving big time on energy costs there. You know, over the course of a year and a half, two years, those thermostats will pay for themselves and you'll just get an ongoing bill credit for each year that you have those. So it's one great way to save on costs there. And it's a great introductory into getting into smart tech realm. Let's think through uh, just that technology alone. What does that do for the tenant? What does that do for the landlord? How is that helpful for it to be a quote, you know, smart 
thermostat, what does that mean? So some of the benefits there on the tenant side, they'll be able to control thermostat from their phone. And some thermostats, they have geofencing and uh, geolocation capabilities. Your devices within, say, you know, five miles of your of your apartment, it'll trigger an automation to lower that temperature or raise the temperature to whatever you set it to. Um, you can set schedules. And then on the operator side for property managers, say you have, I don't know, five vacant units and it's middle of summer and it's 100 degrees outside. And, you know, you don't want the AC blasting in those units at 60 degrees. So you can batch set those with the click of a button to run at like 80 degrees. And then, you know, you're going to have a tour coming by and you need that that unit to cool a little bit. You can just pop in and click a button to set the temperature to what you want as opposed to sending someone out there and taking time for maintenance uh, to go do that for you. So you mean like on my app or on the computer, I could go ahead, you know, the manager could go ahead and turn that down or set it to say, you know, cool off at, at 1 p.m. knowing that we have some showings at 2 or something like that. I've not heard of the, the geofencing thing where it's like, okay, it could know when I'm within so many miles and so therefore it has time to cool off, uh, you know, or change it, you know, just when I'm close. That's interesting. I've not heard of that before. What's some other tech that's going to, or actually on that note though, how much can I monitor or is it even legal? I don't know. Uh, you know, as far as like how my tenants are, are using, you know, this smart thermostat, can I see what they're setting it to all the time or how much, you know, the units are running or things like that per unit? Is that possible? So you'll be able to see on um, like the, um, the usage from the power companies. So if you ever want to get those bills, I'm not sure. I know that it does vary by city what you're legally allowed to do. But as far as capabilities that I know for sure, you can set thresholds. So if you know that you don't want residents bumping temperature down below 60 degrees, you can set that threshold. If you don't want them going over 80 degrees, you can set that threshold. So you can kind of monitor things that way, kind of a check and balance to make sure they're not going to break your compressor or something like that. Okay. What's some other tech that the listener or the operator needs to know about that's going to help them be more efficient? So really what I see going into a lot of deals, especially value-add deals, smart locks are a big one. It's something that can give you operational savings. It just depends on the property. Every Everyone's going to have different use cases. If you have a lot of tenants that for some reason or another lose their keys or they just get locked out or whatever it is, if you have a smart lock, they'll just be able to pop in their phone, type a code in. Um, if they want to change their code, they forgot it. They can do that from their phone. You know, from the landlord side of things, you know, if you're wanting to do like self-guided tours or something like that, you can do that. If you have high turnover for some reason, which I hope nobody does, um, you're not having to rekey those doors and change locks out, you can just change the master code for that unit. So that's one. Uh, another one that I see is water leak detectors. A lot of these will be in unit. It won't be like smart water metering that'll measure the, the flow in and out of the building. But in unit, say you have units that, you know, the sinks are the original piping from 1985 and a lot of them are starting to leak. You don't want tenants just shoving towels under there. You want to get notified that there's a leak and where it's at and what time it was at. And with the smart water leak detector, it'll allow you that capability. So both the, the tenant will get a notification and your onsite staff will as well. So you can triage it right away. Nice. All right. So walk through a little bit the property that we should be thinking about these things for. You know, is this a fit for any landlord, any property or who's best case or worst case? So I'd say best case, anyone in the class B, class A space, it's becoming more and more competitive. As you look at different comps, you'll find more and more smart tech on properties around, especially from some of the bigger developers, merchant builders, they're doing that. In the class C space, I think thermostats are a great one. 
And it doesn't matter where you're at, just because those rebates are in place, even if you're not able to bump rents because you're in California or something like that, it'll pay for itself over a given period. And that ROI is easy to calculate. So I'd say those are great ways. If you know that your property is, you know, just hemorrhaging water and, you know, you want to get ahead of it and not pay, not continue paying, you know, 20, 30 grand a year in a water damage cost. It's a great way to implement it at a relatively low cost. How do we know, say, something like the thermostats are paying for themselves? I was thinking about, you know, like that class A, class C property you mentioned that maybe it's worthwhile thinking about thermostats for them. How do we know like when they paid for themselves in that regard? So really that's on the operator side because let's say it costs, I don't know, a hundred thousand dollars outfit, 150 units. And you know, your initial rebate is going to be a hundred dollars per thermostat and each thermostat costs, I don't know what that math is off the top of my head, but let's say each thermostat costs like 120 bucks. Well, if your rebate per thermostat is a hundred dollars already, and then your annual bill credit that you'd be getting is say $30, you know, you can work that math out to see, okay, after X amount of months, based on, you know, the CapEx that I put in, and the rebates that I'm getting back, I'll break even at this point and then continue to kind of lower my expenses by or X percentage year over year based on that $30 per device annual credit. Okay. Any other tech that we should be thinking about other than thermostats, locks, leak detectors, anything else that maybe we haven't heard of yet or, or just that maybe it's not used much? Yeah, I mean, there are quite a few that aren't used as much, to be quite frank. I mean, you have motion sensors, entry sensors. If you have an older demographic, those can be good just because security... Uh, tends to be a little more important for that type of demographic. So the entry sensors go on the door, you know, give you a little chime and someone goes in and out. Motion sensor, obviously, if someone walks by, um, they're not supposed to be there. Uh, I see those go in common areas. In the case of not being able to have a camera facing a pool because it catches resident doors in the background, and that can be a privacy issue. So I see operators use the motion sensors in place if someone's you know, hops the pool gate and they're not supposed to be in there, you know, on-site staff or whoever will get a notification that somebody's there and they're not supposed to be. There. So I hadn't thought about that. Like the, you know, maybe we can't have a camera in a position where it's videoing someone's door or something, possibly a privacy issue, but you could have a motion sensor if it's like something specific around the pool. So you could, you could know, Hey, if, if something's happening there, maybe we need to go check it out. Yeah, I mean, I see like, especially with perimeter gates, you can get away with some decent like floodlight cameras that'll cover pretty good field of view. But in some cases, like I said, yeah, if it's facing a resident door, I've seen that go south. Yeah, other smart tech things. I mean, you have smart light switches, light switch dimmers, video doorbells, you know, you name it. It's all there. It's just going to be really a conversation about what's best for this property because it will vary. Okay. It is going to be very property specific, I'm sure. Right. But if you don't even know these things are available, you're, you're not going to have a clue to even think about it. Right. Uh, anything else around like making a, the dollars make sense for the tech or anything else we should be considering as far as knowing that, hey, this is a good investment for our property? Yeah, I'd say whoever you're talking with in the smart tech space, um, just ask them to give you numbers so you can underwrite it into a deal. Because I've seen it all too many times where, you know, especially with salespeople, they want to hold off on the numbers and they want to prove the value and whatnot. But you know, when it comes down to it, you got a business to run and the dollars are important. So if you can get a holistic figure around not only device costs, but installation costs and ongoing SaaS costs, that'll let you or give you the, the most holistic view of if the numbers are going to work with your business model. Awesome. All right, Kyle, a few final questions for you. I, I, I want to get to, 
you know, I wonder what's a way that you've recently improved your business that we could apply to ours? I've been doing a lot of uh, reflective journaling, you know, just journaling things that went well during the day, things that I could improve on. And, you know, each day I try and work on those things that I can improve on. So that's been a, a really big success factor for me. When do you do that? I do it morning and night. Uh, it used to be just at night so I could reflect on the day previous. Uh, but now I'll wake up and sometimes I'll have thoughts occur to me in the morning that I didn't think about the night before. That's cool. Uh, what are some of the most important metrics that you track? Really, relationships are a huge metric for me. I mean, you know, if I can impact, you know, somebody else's business in a positive way, then for me, that's achieving a level of success. What about habits that you're disciplined about that have produced the highest return other than journaling? Routine. The morning routines, nighttime routines. I've been meal prepping a lot. That's allowed me to really stay on schedule with a lot of things. And number one thing that's contributed to your success? Asking questions. Not being afraid to ask the questions about things you don't know about. You know, you can't be uh, the smartest person in the room. So I like to take that student mentality approach anytime I'm learning something. And how do you like to give back? Just provide value to people in any way that I can. You know, it doesn't matter what we're talking about. If I can enhance your life, um, then that's going to be fulfilling for me. Awesome. Kyle, it's been an honor to have you on the show and really to open our eyes. And I think many listeners to the smart technology that's out there. I know you mentioned a few things too that us, maybe the listeners have not thought of before or thought about a way to use something or, or oh, the thermostats locked, leak detector, uh, even the, the motion sensors versus a camera in places, uh, how, how you can still maybe accomplish some of the same thing, but maybe not go against some kind of privacy issue if there is, you know, I probably, I don't know if that's state specific or what, but, you know, thinking through what property also is this a best fit for? Uh, that's helpful. A and B versus C projects. Uh, it could be very different, right? Uh, depending on uh, the tenants that you are serving. Uh, so grateful for your time. How can the listeners get in touch with you and learn more about you? Um, hit me up on LinkedIn. It's Kyle Finney. Um, you can search Arise after that. Always happy to chat on LinkedIn and uh, get connected. Thank you for being a loyal listener of the Real Estate Syndication Show. Please subscribe and like the show. Share it with your friends so we can help them as well. Don't forget, go to lifebridgecapital.com where you can sign up and start investing in real estate today. Have a blessed day.